agreed to be a teacher. Okay. And um, and then at that time I will have an understanding. But is there a way that you can tell me what line liabilities are are growing to be to teaching? Because I don't know at this point whether it's for lost souls or other humans that don't understand. I mean, more than likely it would be for the enlargement of knowledge for other people. In one, form or, in one form or another. Um, to teach, um, you must understand uh, both aspects of the teaching process and the learning process. Um, you must be able to uh, enter into it without emotions so that your emotions do not interfere with what you're teaching. If you teach by using your emotions, um, the wine of knowledge becomes very strong but uh, easily manipulated by your emotions. So it has to be a very emotional... Neutral. Yes. The uh, nice flat emotions to communicate your process of enlarging not only their capacities but your own. You see, a teacher learns from his pupils. Right, that's the thing I, I understand at this point. I know I'm learning, mm -hmm. and I, I just have, I, I kind of want an understanding of at what point I will switch to the teaching side and I understand that I'll continue to learn mm -hmm. but at what point should I start to teach because you already I are I am you already are okay that would that leads into my next question mm -hmm. if I have two people that I'm teaching astro traveling to mm -hmm. and I would like to know uh, this would be my first time teaching astro traveling um, I taught a little bit of telepathy in the past, and I, on the aspect of astral tra astral traveling, um, is it is it better to teach one at a time and and go? Take a deep breath, relax. Thanks. <laughs> um. Well, see, I already know that it's better to, to... It is better to teach one on one to start off with. That right. way, by learning from one person, you can analyze the best possible method of teaching by monitoring their effects what works for them. What you can do is teach one on one, but to two different people using two different processes, compare your notes on how they perform with each method. Let's say you use the one person method A and for another person method B. After a month period, you would say, okay, we're going to change, we're going to try a new method. And you use on person A method B. And on person B, you use method A. Again, after a month, you look at your notes, compare uh, what works well on both people. Correct. Okay. Um, then the 
the teaching, would it be best to just put them in a trance and let them go on their own within the third dimension? Or should I put them into their trance and ask them to kind of hang out? Wow. First of all, ask them to hang out. Get them used to the feeling. And should, would it be okay for me to then put myself in trance and kind of act as a guide on their first travel? Not on their first travel, because you have to watch their physical form. Okay. Because if they start to have um, lack of breathing, they, right. their breathing becomes shallow and irregular, you have to okay. bring them back. And how can you do that when you're in the astral plane? Exactly. So to start off with, you go in the physical form, you watch, you take notes, observe how they look. If their skin color starts to change, again, you've got to bring them back. Okay. And then, um, I would, and then I wouldn't expect them then if they're on their own to go beyond the third dimension. They'll stay in the third dimension. Right? Yes. Okay. The, uh, so I, I was kind of worried about whether or not they would try to explore other dimensions because they are aware of them. Uh, their minds will not let them. Okay. Um, it is a safety safety factor and uh, the individuals, if my uh, assumption is correct, um, have a long way to go before uh, dimension jumps are in their mental grasp. Uh, the mathematics, is, uh, as you are aware, is quite hard. Okay, and then this switches to a completely different subject. Mm -hmm. um, I was reading how it's possible after death to choose to return to the life you've just lived, fixing problems that you've created for yourself. Um, it is not the life you have just left it is very similar. You put yourself in the same sort of situation, normally with at least one of your previous uh, parental figures. So it would be the, a different reincarnation. Yes. Different life. Different life. On, on the problem. Yes, on your weaknesses. Okay, so there's no way to right now no. go back. At before death, to go back and change things that you've done. No, it, that is totally impossible due to the fact of uh, the molecular makeup of an individual. Right. How can you be in two places at once in the same dimension? All right, that was a talk that you can change the past, not not that it would affect your present existence. Like uh, I could go back in the past and opt to change something or regret it, uh, that I had. Mm -hmm. um, but it wouldn't change who I am now, but there would be a problem the timeline that broke off yes. for that eventuality. Yes, but it would not be you. You cannot go back in time to change something. Um, the reason being is uh, the molecules that make you what you are are in existence if you go back 10 years no, molecules are already in circulation of you. If you go back a thousand years, your molecules, your timeline, are in existence then. 
you go back a million years, but still in existence. But in a different form. Yes. Okay. So you can't travel backwards in time on your timeline. What you can do is go down another timeline that is similar to yours and change things because your molecules do not exist in that timeline. However, to travel forwards in time, what you basically do is you take your molecules out of circulation and reinsert them in 10 minutes ahead of where they are, 20 minutes, a day, a year, a thousand years. Going back to the teaching that I'm going to be facing in the next few days or so, um, if there was a problem that I noticed, how would I talk them back? I know they're not they're not going to fully leave their consciousness on the first travel. Quietly, very closely. But almost putting them into another trance to return. Yes. Okay. Basically, what you do is you whisper very quietly in their ear. To catch their Come back, you're safe. There is nothing to worry. And then, is it necessary to do that for their ultimate return anyway? No. Or would they'll, they'll find the time to return? Yes. Okay. Um, what should the average time on that be? Um, it varies for the individual. It could be as short as five minutes, as long as. Um, an hour, sometimes even longer. And depending on how comfortable they are. Yes. Any longer than an hour and a half, whisper to their ear. Can't come home. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, one more question from each of you, please. Um, regarding uh, the doubt of probability jumping, as well as many other beliefs, many beliefs. Uh, structure. Um, is there a way to, um, for example, I have a lot of beliefs, like, for example, in healing, I believe that I have the ability to heal myself, yet I have found that I am not very good at it um, because of, and, and it is a belief in itself. Mm -hmm. And how do I um, overcome in those doubts? Um, first of all, um, learn to believe harder. Secondly, um, accept that um, practice is necessary. Do not inflict uh, injuries on yourself just to practice. As they come, practice. Note how long it takes to heal <coughs> the area that has been damaged. Um, eat healthy foods. Um, read up on healing. Um, learn about necessary uh, herbal remedies. Um, but belief is very important. If you can do it once, you can do it again. But by writing things down and monitoring but on one occasion you cut your uh, digital and it takes a week for it to heal. Next time you cut yourself on your foot and that takes uh, six days to heal. That is a day 
less than previous. So therefore, it is an improvement which will strengthen your belief. Well, my last question: um, How how should I look for my guide in teaching, or do I need one? Do you have guides um, that do help you? But the choice is yours. Which path do you walk there? Your guides will advise you and try to point you in the right direction, but ultimately, the person that makes the decision is you. Thanks. Well, my question is you're speaking to Ian about alternate aspects. Um, in regards to that, are aspects breaking off from our uh, perceptive body? I assume they need lessons from those timelines that they break off from, but uh, are they connected to my future at all? Our future? No. They are in a different circulation. Good night and well. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Live long and prosper. Well, thank you for appreciating You're welcome. And I'll be back. Okay. Sorry. It's wrong to do please. Not, not a feline. What does that mean? What? Hello. Well, actually, hi. More person. Yeah. A love would be a bit longer, I think. Okay. <laughs> I can really tell a difference of that too, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure your kids can understand the difference. Yeah, thank you. Let me know if I That's fine. Alright, who's left with you? Just Carl. Just Carl? Mm-hmm. What about Kim? She said she's going to be back. Did you mm. No. <laughs> she, she said she might come back. She might come back. Hey, bye. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, friend. Hello, Ian. Hello. Okay, what do we need for the healing session for Ari? Uh, should I set up for it? Yeah, just some laser stuff. Uh, yes, and we want Michael. Can we want Michael? He's going to teach him the basics. Because oh, he's going to need to be able to turn to her when she's at her webs. All right, I'll set that up with him and uh, 
I have a question. Mm-hmm. How can I control my impact abilities? The other night, I was mm-hmm. at a restaurant. We, we, we both we want to see it. And make you sick. Okay. What you can do is next time you feel yourself in a situation of picking up somebody's emotions, focus on somebody else. See, that's the thing is I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I mean, my impact abilities are so strong. Yeah, I, I know that they're. That I, I, didn't, I wasn't even aware. And here, three hours before it happened, I apologized for the incident. Mm-hmm. So what you do is when you're in a situation where you feel that uh, strong emotions are being used, is put up your shields. Right. And I was working on it. And yeah, it was very difficult mm-hmm. to concentrate on my shields when so much was going on in motion. Yeah. And you focus on somebody else. Um, Maybe a couple in love because their energy is quite nice and relaxing. Um, you want to look for positive energy. And um, you would focus on something that is happy and cheerful, maybe a group of people laughing. And you can carry on listening to what the person's saying, but once you start to focus on something different, um, your energy level changes to match the people that you're focused on. Um, that is more effective than using the shields because um, everything filters through eventually. If you focus on happy, positive energy instead of depressing, negative energy, um, it's going to take a lot, lot longer for that negative energy to penetrate. Would uh Grounding the emotions that I do pick up be just as useful, or is um, that... You can combine that. You can combine um, the positive energy coming in right. and let it wash down through you, which uh, will wash also the negative energy down through. Okay. Oh, and can you tell me how does that work? Senses? I mean, I'm very... It overrides them. But I mean, why? Because it is stronger... How does that relate to any purpose? Um, It relates to the the purpose of you learning how to control your own ability. By uh, experiencing um, the incident that you had the other night at uh, that restaurant, what did you learn? Right. So now you know what to do next time that situation occurs. So um, having an ability which will override everything, like um, your empathic ability, it will override your astral traveling, your telepathy. That's all that you will have at that time. Does that work? Vice versa? Mm, no. Your strength is in your empathic ability. So. Even more so than my telepathic. Mm-hmm. Because with your um, empathic ability, it's augmented and increased by your telepathy. But without your telepathy, you'd still have 
your impactability but be just as strong as it is. So what what does that lead to? I mean, like, obviously, um, telepathy and astral travel put together can lead to teaching. How does my impactability... You can use it to monitor when you're teaching. Oh, oh that's going to be very useful. Thank mm -hmm. you. I love that's the answer I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get another round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we know all about golf. No cookie chips in that game. Well, it's more of an meditation than a sport. You better not to be Yes, I assume so. Can you hear me go off the books, isn't it? No. Well, the computer can put up. You can put up any one that you want. Think of a very famous one. Yes, we'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, I'm just overwhelmed. Take a deep breath. Huh? No, I, I, with excitement, that gave me the take a deep breath. The last key I needed to to know that I am teaching because before yeah, I, I was it was very questionable, you know. Just, now take a deep breath and relax. Take go on, take a deep breath. This is a healer talking now. Okay. Okay, now relax. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. Don't tell the question. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, on my part, I'm not going to be taking medical botany class. Yes, I know. But I'd like to do some more learning about it anyway. So, uh, do you think we could work on a little bit of uh, herbalism here? Yeah, sure. Coming sessions. Sure. Look at me for me. I have to dig out some of my old medical books, blow off the bus. Actually, I haven't got the written I'll have to send for them. Oh, yeah, I'm reading about 40 years or so. Well, like you transport things. Yeah, but yeah, it's priority stuff, and this is low priority. Let me speak to you. Yeah, even you has to go on uh, what's priorities. So. I mean, the wine that Kiri gets bought in, uh, that's not exactly priority, but, uh, well. <laughs> Strings are full. And medicinal materials. Well, it's medicinal. Hmm. <laughs> I have scruples and morals. Oh, yes, that's true. All right, well, at your leisure. We're not, I'm not going to be able to study it for a little while anyway. I guess so. That's not really A question I wasn't able to ask a lot in regards to teaching. Um, you mentioned waiting a month or so. And I, w I was wondering if you meant, because I don't know if you're aware of the situation. I, I would be teaching mm -hmm. to people how to master travel. Yeah, I think what he meant is 
that you teach one one thing and the other uh, another thing for a month and they're changing over. So, so it would be okay then to teach both of them a little bit within the same week? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you I don't want to... that would be overwhelming to my own. Just be, just be very cautious, and if you feel uncomfortable with it, don't do it. Um, just don't hurry in. Yeah, just reschedule and yeah. be patient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. and, and tell them it's part of learning is patience. Right. I mean, everybody needs to learn patience, myself included. Okay. And you're solving it. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Patience for us for the uh, 120th time. Just keep okay. okay. Yeah. Oh. No hidden questions. Well, well, unfortunately, may I beat you too up? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Oh, is Kiri coming back? Hello, oh, I'm just sitting on the uh, the side, the side over here, that side to be bruised. God. But there's an actual reflex to go like that. <laughs> okay. Alright, well, I'll be able to see you in a little while. You can talk to me and stop and stop and come in for a couple of seconds. I didn't push it. Sorry. Okay. I think I'm Bye. See you guys later. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Who's got the bruise? I have. Yeah, what the? Horribly sorry. Yeah, right. Horribly sorry. Yeah, and I'm an Arturian. Okay, my Arturian love. Question for you. Um, right now I was discussing with Mark the fact that uh, they're working on spaceships that they've <laughs> captured out at uh, Area 51. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing there is the guy named Mizarro is, is, was working on reverse engineering mm -hmm. of this spaceship. Yes, this, disassembling and reassembling. So you want an engineering perspective, huh? Yeah, basically. I mean, what the heck? Um, how, how much are they going to get out of that? Um, they should get the basic uh, engine principles if, and this is a big if, if they can match the rare earth elements and the composite material that's being used. Well, they work on the anti-grab drive, in specific. Yes. But um, the fact is that they can come close to it and maybe get limited effect, but without the correct mixture of the compositive materials, it won't work that well. And you've got over, I should say, 20 million possible different combinations of materials that could be mixed. Well, if it's already mixed there, they can't be just reverse engineer what they got them, yeah? Yeah, but you have to break, strip it down and break it down to the lowest chemical element so that you know that it's five parts nitrogen to two parts hydrogen to six parts 
um, strontium to six parts. Um, exactly. So without, yeah, that there are, I think on the average, 20 different uh, chemical compounds to make up one ceramic uh, composite material. Reportedly, then, they had the five ships, ships set up at Area S4, which is 15 miles south of Brunei. Mm -hmm. But what they did have was the fact that they could only get these things floating up about you know, 50 feet. Mm -hmm. And that was all she wrote. And that was the problem they were coming up with, the fact they couldn't get everything together. That's what I just said in my parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, you, you can get very, very close, you can get everything spot on and be one part out of something like uh, strontium, whatever it is, strontium 90, I believe. And you get one part out, and it's not going to work properly. What about the computers on board? They can't access and they'll take it? Could have the right codes. And they will understand Syrian first place. Not Syrian ships. Or okay. not Syrian ships. Oh, that's right. These are the ships from... What's that? Do they use wireless electronics to get ships? Yes. I have to think for a second then. Um, see, the problem is with uh, wires is they tend to get frayed and tangled and, uh, yeah, you know, you get uh, hit in the side right and you've got a hole and you've knocked out uh, your pitch and your control. What do you think they came up with the uh, thought guidance weapons for our ships? Wasn't from our own technology, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's actually quite simple to do. How so? Um, once you recognize a mental pattern for a particular command, like fire, and you... What are you doing? Oh, okay. Um, when you have a command where, say, for example, fire, right, it gives off a particular mental pattern. That's right. Frequency of thought. Now, you program that into the computer to look for at that particular wavefront. And if you have fire left um, missile, that's the whole entire thought process. You have fire left and missile. So you have three possible, um, three waves that are produced by that thought which is different from fire, right, missile. But isn't the receptive here the tricky part of it? Yes. See, it has to be, um, the, the cranium has to be totally shaved of hair, and the receptors have to be placed strategically. If you look in your helmet, you'll see that they're placed in the right places to pick up. There's quite a few clusters around the top. Yeah. But I noticed now that our helmets and our ships now are set up so they're wireless. Mm -hmm. And that's the changes you made then, I take it? Yeah. The one of them. The change. I didn't like being connected to the wires to the, to the couch. Well, it, it's much more efficient 
And we've still got a few teas and pops that I'm working on. Yeah, but I can leave the shit now. And if you it. could tell big sis to butt out when I'm working on things like that, you may find it easier and quicker improvements. Okay, so at present, um, we're not looking at any new huge advances yet. No. Oh, on your planet? No. No. Nothing major. You may get minor advances like uh, easier thought control weapon systems, uh, maybe advances in uh, wireless control, aerodynamics, thermodynamics engines, uh, rain uh, jets, scram jets, but nothing major. But how more advanced are these other alien races? Well, compared to us, and how low advanced are they to you? Um, it depends on how far they progress up the evolutionary ladder, um, how long they've been in existence, how long they've had space travel. You've got to remember the more primitive ships, uh, like, you know, maybe a thousand years ahead of you. So, which is peanuts compared to, to this cosmic scale of things. That's true. A thousand years, what we've seen in a thousand years, we can write volumes and there have been volumes written. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I was clearing my throat, but I didn't have a question. <laughs> okay. Um, it's in regard to uh, okay, on, on our planet, mm -hmm. it's uh, in our race, so um, things like channeling seem unusual to Okay. There's a lot of, it's an unexplained phenomenon in a lot of, a lot of circles, that's how it used to be. Yeah. Um, when you advance, again, up the evolutionary ladder to uh, a higher standard of knowledge, channeling becomes less necessary because when you reach the sixth dimension, you have people that can come down from the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, or whatever, to come down and communicate with you. They come down in person because it's a less dense dimension. It's easier for them to do so. But they're not regressing because they return back to their dimension. Like, yeah, I'm in, I live, or I have a house in the country, uh, have a house in the country on Sirius, which is in the sixth dimension, which I'm subletting at the moment for uh, materials which are shipped to me to make clothing. But I work in the fifth dimension. So these people from the other dimensions teach you about their own dimensions, mm -hmm. about yours? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, are there dimensions that you cannot reach or that you're not going to deal with you? Mm, the higher they go, the fewer people there are in each dimension. So therefore, yeah, the fewer people there are to help and guide until you get up to some really high level dimensions where there may be only a thousand people in all that whole entire dimension. But they communicate with as many people as possible. And do you take into consideration that someone in the eighth dimension communicates on a regular basis? 
for some of the intent dimension. Uh -huh. And since they are in the eighth dimension, they would communicate with people in the That's sixth. That's right. And they relay the information so, from those higher dimensions. I can't fully explain how many dimensions, uh, levels there are. Or, uh, let me strike that from the record and say, how many levels of understanding? <laughs> Intelligence. No. How many... <laughs> it's hard how to many... sound arrogant. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying, trying to strike the word level. Yeah, never mind, you know what I mean. How many steps there are? Thank you, ladder. steps on the ladder <laughs> of... Well, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly, uh, uh, one was just one person. Don't ask me. I'm not a theo theology. Did I get it right? Thank you. I can't help it. As Bethany stated, uh, yes, occasionally. Okay, so we'll see you at. Of course, of course, looking forward to it. I'm not going to sing. Well, if I could come down in person, I would sing. Well, see that now that's a good question because I was considering doing a double channeling session, mm -hmm. whereas I can sing very well. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to sing through me, you could have. I, I don't think uh, you'd be able to get uh, your mouth to manipulate around serious words. Oh, I do. Because <laughs> I, I do have a song, but it's totally in Syrian, and uh, to sit down and translate it would uh, take away the meaning. And it's a little bit like uh, listening to some of your modern music in uh, a totally different. in Japanese! That can be enjoyable occasionally. <laughs> mm. Okay. I'm not a question. Yeah. Okay. Are you coming up tonight, Bethany? Coming up? No, no, no. no. Okay, so I'm totally warm. Oh, okay. Feel better soon. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you Tuesday. Good night. <laughs> okay, so we're all set for this session. Uh -huh. This will be a first for you guys, maybe. What do you mean? A bonding ceremony officiated from fifth dimension to a third dimension in top and watched by Hades Base. I don't think you should tell them that there'll probably be about a thousand people watching. <laughs> no, I talk don't about butterflies. question. What is your job? Um, all I can say is festival classified, but covert operations. Spy. <laughs> yes. My name is Tia. 
Tia Trocker, 003 and a half. <laughs> so who do you spy on though? Um, again, that's classic word. Um, everybody basically. Everybody. Um, Everyone is their brother. Collecting similar information. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. I made a mistake making a comment the other day. That's she made the comment. What we want to expound versions to allow that? Is I'll expand a little bit that he found it a very um, condescending movie and very uh, useful in the fact is that that's the way that he wants everybody to behave because you know, he thinks that everybody probably below him thinks that life is like a box of chocolates go on, go on, say it please please damn no what you can yeah thank you you guys do it so much fresh from my hair. Well, you've got a couple of uh, blocks there. You've got, first of all, a female voice working through a male voice. Yeah, I hope. And secondly, an accent to work over. He, he has an accent? Well, well, yes. Yes. British. <laughs> but isn't it. What language do you guys speak? American. But, well, it's an American dialect. Yeah, we, we speak California. California. <laughs> There's... Family guy. Well, not so. I'm all right. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> like, gag me with a spin. Like, get your language straight, girlfriend. <laughs> That's Valley. We don't talk Valley. We're in the mountains. <laughs> That's right. How can you be a valley girl? <laughs> you know, watch the board. You wore a picture show tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. No. Are you sure I'm going to be in it? Mm, I'll try and get a tape relay, but it's really not my cup of um, tea. No. Java. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Get stuck in my teeth anyway. Actually, it makes me very hyper, and then I get, tend to get very dizzy and giggle and. Uh, can't wear it properly. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, what's the name of that flower I took that night that you had to escort me around the party? Oh, you mean the Petulis? Petulis, that's it. Mm -hmm. that's, yes. a, that's the English name, the Syrian name. I can't even get my mouth around, and uh, we've never had anything like that on the wrong, did <laughs> We have a type of uh, Cibalocidum acidogenarium uh, mushroom. Um, question. When you were in your, um, wet navy, uh, what, on my home planet we have space navy, right? And to differentiate between, um, space navy and navy that's on water, well, okay, water navy, well, what were you in? What did you do? Oh, electronics. So you went uh, in uh, military intelligence, which is a contradiction. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you ought to sit down and talk with her sometime. But she could uh, probably uh, 
between the two of you come up with something pretty incredible. There's an unfortunate aspect about it. I was, we were working on radars, you know, which those are, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I'm not very interested. That's why I'm there. Ah. I like music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why don't you have uh, joined uh, the Wookiee band? No, the 101st Airborne is a paratrooping uh, bass guitar.